I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Before we chat with today's guests, I just want to talk to you about the 90-day mentoring challenge. So far, people have joined the program from over 34 countries around the world to, you know, advance their career in Microsoft business applications. If this is something you're interested in, please go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring and sign up for the next mentoring intake. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Lagos, Nigeria. He is the head of data management office at AXA uh, Mansard. He is an AI exceptional thinker, Nigerian ambassador, and Microsoft Power Platform Bootcamp moderator. He is a data scientist, business intelligence analyst, and data management officer for over six years before moving to the Power Platform space. Check him out on Twitter at the uh, Oani book and his blog, capacity.com.ng. Welcome to the show, Alamanju. Hi, Mark. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Excellent. Now, I'll. In your, you know, as an I'm not fluent in speaking Nigerian, so how do you pronounce your full name? Okay. Olanrewaju Unboki. Oh, Mboki. Sounds so nice. It's yeah, a musical is. name, eh? Musical <laughs> name. <laughs> well, no, not really music, musical, but uh, it's a nice name, actually. There's a story behind that. Very nice. Very nice. So tell us a bit about, you know, where you come from and, and family and what you do when you're not doing things with the Power Platform. Okay. So I come from a remote part of Nigeria, from the southwest. So Nigeria is divided into different regions. I came from, I come from the southwest in Nigeria, uh, Ekiti State, precisely a very small town called Irekiti. You know, I'm the last born in a family of six. And I, you know, I grew up, I've been to several states in the Southwest because of the way I was brought up, you know, from Irekiti to another state and over to where I schooled. I studied statistics from university and since I left, I have to relocate to Lagos where I work today. Wow. And so the distance between university and home, was that where, is that local to you or did you have to travel quite a distance? Well, not so local because it's just like maybe five hours, you know, from my my town to the university. So it's not so far. And so, and so, what made you choose, you know, data science, analytics, all these areas to get into uh, in university? What 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 steered you in that direction? Right, I'm going to say that uh, where it could be divine i mean it's been planned that i would definitely study statistics because when i was in secondary school and in my mathematics class that was the first time i heard the word statistics our, our teacher was teaching us and said okay our topic today is statistics is a nice course in the university and some of you will study that i was like what I, i'm not going to study this that was what i said to myself and uh, while I was seeking for admission, I went to a polytechnic. I wanted to go to a polytechnic. And while I was filling the form, 
um, someone checked my results and said, I didn't even see the person's face. He checked my result and he said, what course are you putting in for? I said, computer science. He said, but you should do statistics. I said, no, thank you. So that was the second time he came to me. And I didn't go for that admission overall. And later I put him to University of Illinois where I went to school, pre-degree program. And I was asked to fill three choice. One is, uh, I, I choose the first one to be microbiology because I actually love biology. The second choice to be plant biology and the third one to be biochemistry. So you see, the three choices, all of them have biology. I just want something that has biology. But when admission came out, I was given statistics. So this time around, I had no option than to go and study statistics in the university. The, then, you know, uh, but when I got to university, I started, you know, falling in, uh, you know, in love with numbers and data. And I was very curious, trying to understand how what I'm being taught is being applied in the industry. So early enough, I started learning statistical programming, like Starter, R, SPSS, Minitab, EView. So I was very good with those tools, and I support other people with projects on campus. That is the breakthrough for me, because I saw the data gap. I realized that there are a huge number of data being generated, and we only have few skilled people who have the, what it takes to mine the heart of data and bring out its intent. So I said to myself, I will go into this space and cover that gap. Wow, this is so this is so good. So so tell us about the last six years of your career then with data science. Wow, okay, it's been an amazing one because uh, when I started working, I always look forward to every opportunity where I can leverage on data to do three things. Number one, to help business to reduce their cost. No, to also help them to increase their revenue or leverage on data to help businesses to optimize their processes. I started my work as a retail credit analyst, nothing that has to do with data analysis, just to appraise loan. But I was there looking for every opportunity where I can leverage on small data to bring out insights, running analysis, using data to back up every discussions. And that way they saw me as the data guy. Like, wow, I mean, just like, you know, and, you know, this is my guy, you know, mine was more or less data guy. And when I left that place to insurance, I was in a business transformation analyst team. All I did to transform the business was to leverage on data. You know, I worked as a business intelligence when I got into insurance space. I was meant to build visualizations, dashboard and reports for the organization. And that led me to start building a mini data warehouse where I could then display those dashboard and report. I did that for one year. And I knew that analytics is a continuum. So uh, descriptive, predictive, prescriptive, and the rest. So what I was doing in the past was more or less descriptive, understanding what has happened. But for the business to get the best, they have to look forward, you know, that before thinking. So I proposed that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm, I'm fed up of doing just descriptive. I want to start the first data science team. You know, I put proposal together, I put everything together, it was approved, and that was how I started the first data science team at Action Nigeria. So from there, the story is, you know, deliver on those projects, you know, I made some wins for the companies, and today I evolved from there to data management office, where I oversee the data scientists now, because I've been, I've been in their shoe, I know what it takes to run the project end-to-end, -end. Uh, data analyst as well, because I have delivered a lot of that as well for the organization, um, data governance, you know, is an evolving topic today, which I also oversee. Data quality and maturity when it comes to master data management as well as data architecture. Wow. 
So, wow, this is incredible. Tell, tell me about, in Nigeria, the Microsoft brand. Is it a big brand? Is it well-known? Are a lot of people building careers in that space? And and the other question I have relating to this is, is Microsoft Cloud fully a- available in Nigeria, like Azure? First, to the first question, Microsoft software and technologies are very well-known in Nigeria. Uh, you know, for example, Microsoft 365 now, you know, many organizations use Microsoft 365. And again, for the likes of maybe Microsoft technology, the .NET framework now, a lot of people program and, you know, learn .NET framework. Wherever you get to, you see people that learn how to use Power BI, only a few people talk about Tableau, meaning, you know, Power BI is still there, still Microsoft products. So Microsoft as a brand and their services are well known and consumed in Nigeria market. But of course, uh, you might not weigh the, maybe the GDP compared to other nations, but of course, we consume a lot of Microsoft solutions in Nigeria. And speaking to cloud, while we don't have a data center in Nigeria, we have one in South Africa, we have other places, Azure Cloud is also one of the biggest in Nigeria, as a matter of fact. It's very huge, a lot of organizations, because uh, Microsoft services are well known and used by people, so it's easier for them to adapt other services from Microsoft. Okay, we use Microsoft 365, we use .NET Framework, you know, to build our applications. Uh, we started using Power Platform and we want to migrate to cloud. Why don't we use uh, Microsoft Azure? Because it gives us that competitive advantage of staying within that ecosystem. Why don't we use Dynamics 365? You know, because it still gives us more flexibility within the ecosystem. So this is how uh, it's helping people and uh, to spread their wings around Microsoft services in Nigeria. Wow. Wow. Definitely a lot bigger than what I realized. And and so are you seeing a lot of people take careers now in, in, in technology? Well, yes, because according to Microsoft's, you know, uh, prediction uh, from the data call from LinkedIn last year, it's being projected by 2020 to 2025, there's going to be 149 million new job roles in the digital space. And out of this 149 million, 98 million is in software development. You know, uh, so in Nigeria, that evolution is driving the activities in Nigeria. You know, people are trying to upskill themselves in software development, uh, but only little are seeing the opportunities open up by Power Platform. And that is where uh, I will still talk about that later. So we see a lot of people developing interest in software development now. Number one, you make more money, you get more job now. If you are skillful, you get to work remotely for any company wherever you are. So we see a lot of people learning, you know, software development skills in Nigeria, and um, a few, you know, about Power Platform. Few exploring that route. Interesting, interesting. Tell me about the uh, the the Power Platform community in Nigeria and the Dynamics Three Six Five community. Is it very big? Is it growing? What's the interest? Yeah, I'm gonna say it is growing. Um, when it comes to big, uh, it's still relative because Nigeria as a population. We have about 210 million, you know, people in Nigeria. And when you put together the numbers of people in this community, you are still saying maybe in, in their few thousands. So less than 10,000, less than 10,000. So that means there's still huge room for growth. But for us to understand if we are truly growing, when did we start? That's a good question. Uh, the entire community started in 2019, you know, late 2019. You know, and again, you should know for your Lajide Bello, you know, who, you know, was the one who thought of it that, okay, 
this feed is growing. Why don't I gather people together and let us start learning because we have shared interest. You know, so Fuyi started that community in 2019. The lockdown could not allow us to go out all the way, you know, to do the evangelism uh, as we wanted to. So we kept it remote, you know, virtual trainings, virtual meetings. But through that, we've been able to grow the community to a large number. And interestingly, we now have more people who are daily volunteering and leading, you know, different aspects of the power platform uh, in Nigeria, as well as Dynamics Traces 5. And, and so are you are you running like many virtual meetings, events, that type of thing to connect and help educate the community? Yes. So we have, I'm part of the leaders in Power Platform Leaders in Nigeria. And we have a, every week, uh, we have a weekly meetup. We call it Power Platform Business Series, where we build solutions that is consumable by, you know, by the company. So when you attend it, when you attend our meetup every Saturday, you get to learn something that you can easily go back and replicate in your organization and bring value there. So we have a weekly event. And personally for me, I have you know, a, a YouTube channel where I teach people on analytics, automation, and productivity. And I started this year, but I have over 100 videos uploaded. You know, it's a lot of work and dedication to give knowledge and, and share things with people. So tell tell me, yeah, tell, what is your process for, for YouTube? Because I see you've got a great YouTube channel, and I'll make sure I put a link to it in the show notes. Um, how, what's, yeah, how do you come up with ideas about what you're going to YouTube about? And then what's your process for putting your videos together? A lot of people are interested in, in starting a YouTube channel around, you know, the power platform dynamics. So they're probably interested in what you've done and what you've achieved there. Right. Thank you. It's interesting. Uh, let's start with the passion. Why Why am I doing it? Why, why am I doing this? So um, I started learning, you know, I have been using Power BI since 2018. You know, I use that to actually deliver the business transformation project I talked about. Um, but I never you know, see it as part of the Power platform. You know, I didn't know it's connected to Power Automate, Power Apps and Power Virtual Agents. I never had that idea until when the lockdown came in 2020. You know, a lot of people were at home. Almost, you know, the world was, you know, shut down, you know, literally, and the floor was lifted away from us, so we had to hung to the cloud. Everybody was using cloud services. The on-premise applications and infrastructures failed because we couldn't use them when we are not there, okay? So uh, I, I then got redefined. I saw a lot of companies laying off their staffs, you know, people losing their jobs because they still want to, you know, keep growing or make business. Then I felt passionate, you know, that how can I bring solution, including our organization? We did not, there was nothing like laying off of any staff. So I realized that, okay, if they're not laying off staff, laying off any staff, then I need to put up my best. I need to see how can I come in and help. A lot of processes are manual because we are not as matured as other people, but what can I do? And by May, I mean, March 2020, I started looking into other areas of Power Platform. Another three weeks, I began to build and automate processes in my organization. You know, the whole of 2015, uh, 2020, I did over 15 processes. And so when I saw the value this thing could bring, I didn't realize that how many people out there who have lost their job, but all they need is just to change, you know, the skill. The moment they are equipped with power platform skill, they can get better job, you know, get more satisfied with what they do. And that was inspiration. And for me, because it's a continual learning, you know, habit for me, the way I learn is to teach because teach, teach me when you teach, you learn twice. So what I then do is, okay, let me start my YouTube channel. 
So I started January this year, 2021, January 3rd, and the concept is okay. Not necessarily, what, not that is what people want to see. Let me just start with whatsoever I'm learning. What are the difficulties I'm facing when I'm doing something? And how am I able to resolve it? If I'm able to resolve it, then let me do a short video so that I can simplify you know, that process for someone. Someone might want to debug that same challenge and the person is going all over the web for three days, four days, could not find the resources. So if I'm able to put that solution there, it can help them. That was the intention. And gradually I started building on it. And today a lot of use cases to explore. Wow. This is so cool. This is so cool. Tell me about how you became an MVP. So when uh, 2020, when I got to know about Nigeria uh, community, Power Platform community, I joined them and I was there. And when I joined them, I was learning a lot and I saw the value. I was always happy every weekend looking forward to that session. That, okay, people of like-minded learning new technology and it's so fun for me. And so because I have benefited from the community, I then, you know, every opportunity available for me to contribute to the advancement of that community, I always give myself into. For example, there was a meetup, Global Power Platform Cloud Summit, you know, for West Africa, MCT West Africa in 2020. I was consulted. I said, I'm going to speak on something. Okay, let me speak on Power Automate. And that was my first time to speak at the boot camp. So I contributed knowledge. And then since then, I began to participate actively in the community. We did um, another bootcamp, a global power platform bootcamp in February this year. I was there in the, at the back end, automating registration, reminder, engaging people, moderating the sessions. I was there. And so this year, within my organization, I also drove a change of culture. You know, I introduced automation and power platform to the organization, and I trained everyone. And it was a welcome initiative. So um, this year, I started Power, uh, Power User Group within my organization. So to encourage that culture of you know, automation and getting used to Microsoft Power Platform tools. At the inaugural, at the inaugural lecture, I invited Ileju. Ileju is from Australia. You should know, him, you should know her. Yes, and, yes, you know, yes, yes. You know, um, Ileju, Fonyo de Belo. I also invited uh, Gretchen Labelle, I think, from Microsoft. You know, they were there to encourage the community that this is value-driven. They speak about the prospects, how to upskill. And when Ileju saw that, she was surprised. We are pulling this much strength, you know, in Nigeria. Wow. I mean, the time zone is so wide, but I, I didn't know so much is happening around there in this, you know, in this part of the world. So she saw that effort. She encouraged me. And just one day, she said, Olan. She, she sent a message to me on LinkedIn. I've seen your effort. I see that you are really committed to, you know, and the passion is there. So I want to nominate you for MVP. I never had it in mind. I never had the thought. I didn't even know what it takes to be one. <laughs> so, oh, I'm going to nominate you. Well, okay, what do I need to do now? I, I, she said, no problem. Just tell me a few things about what you do now. And she went ahead and nominated me. Well, she nominated me in June. And then, month of, I think, May, May 27th. I filled it by, by May ending. By July 1st, I got, you know, the award. I was surprised, actually. Wow, so good, so good. And so this was Gretchen, right? Yes. Yeah, so Gretchen, before she went to Microsoft, she used to be an MVP as well. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I, early when I, you know, when I became an MVP, um, she became an MVP, and then she went and worked for Microsoft. So 
Um, she's great. She's great. I've, I've, ha- I've had a lot to do with her. So, and of course, she's very passionate about the, the Nigeria uh, market and, and uh, helping people out. So it's so awesome to see. Did it, has it changed your, your, you know, your perception since you've become an MVP? What's been the, the biggest impact for you? To be very honest, it is the connection and the passion to do more. You know, I, I believe it's a call for more, you know, uh, because if you are being given that level of reward, is a call to more responsibility. Every day I see more reason to stand up and think beyond what I do as my number five to, you know, nine to five. I look at, okay, how can I bring more value? How can I drive, you know, people? Because this is something really huge. The future is bright, but not everyone are highly adopters. People out there that are not even aware I did survey to understand, are people even aware of these technologies? I, I tried to see how can I help people, teenagers, you know, people in universities. You know, I've taken this as a fact. I did a boot camp this year. I went to university to tell them, guys, this is the best time to start learning these technologies. You know, I gather lecturers, gather students, you know, for three days. You know, actually it was two days, Friday, Saturday. One thing that I've gained most from, you know, the MVP award is first the passion and the call to do more. And the second thing is the connection, the ability to network. You know, you have like-minded people that you can reach out to. You can invite for your event to support you to speak. You can, you know, collaborate with them to host events and impact more lives. So the network is always very huge and is value because it's about people. When you bring people together and people are like-minded, you achieve something much more than you can do on yourself. And I've enjoyed that from all I do. At the early stage of my YouTube, I invited um, uh, Reza Durrani. You know, he was there to speak. National Nandipo has been there to speak. A lot of people, you know, that is through this MVP network that I was able to get them. So that I can pull the way together and impact more lives. Uh, you know, number three, the services. You know, the benefits, the perks around MVP, the, you know, license to use some service. It's really awesome because... I, I was able to push beyond boundary, you know, try to learn some things because I have the license to learn them, you know, and enjoy those things. Uh, so I would say those are the side, other side uh, benefits. I like it. I like it. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I always like to wrap up with some um, random quick fire questions. Are you ready for yours? Okay. Oh, I'm, oh, I will disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> If you, if you could compete in the Olympics, which sport would you choose? I would choose um, long jump. Nice, nice. When you die, what do you want to be remembered for? For the lives that I've touched. I like it. And what's the best job you've ever had? Power platform development. Okay. Well, Alon Jaju, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Mark. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Business Applications MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as NZ365Guy. If you'd like to support the show, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365Guy. Otherwise, stay safe out there and see you next time.